Do you know someone who refuses to ask for directions? Their stubborn pride to be right and find their own way leads them astray. These people often frustrate us, so why do we tend to live life the same way? And where should we turn to get our directions? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. (laughs) Yes, and that includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you a fictional yet impactful story of how two men learned that, try as they may to control their lives, their plans were completely out of their hands. We'll see just who was directing their paths on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The timely story of the God-controlled approach. Today we turn from our usual practice of dramatizing stories of real people and instead share a work of fiction that has been a listener favorite through the years. The story, although not true in and of itself, serves to demonstrate the truth, for there is much truth in it. For those outside of the United States, this special episode speaks to our observance of Thanksgiving Day, a holiday whose custom originated with immigrants from Europe who first came and settled in North America. In many respects, Thanksgiving is a harvest festival coming in November with the onset of winter when the farmer's work in the fields over much of the country has finished. But the holiday does more than mark the season. It's been declared a time for giving thanks to God for the many blessings He has brought us during the year. In this season of Thanksgiving, we are pleased to bring you the Thanksgiving classic story of the God-controlled approach. Oh, come on, start. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, I gotta get Peg to town. No way is she gonna have that baby out here in this blizzard. I will not lose her and the baby both. As a family buckled down for an incoming storm over the Thanksgiving holiday, 900 miles to the east, another couple was busy making their own preparations. No dessert, thank you, Ellen. Hmm. I'll say one thing for sure, Mark. When you make up your mind to go on a diet, you stick to it. Naturally. No other way to attain a goal. Make a plan, go through with it, no matter what the cost. I suppose this applies to the medical conference in Denver? Of course. You really are determined to attend, huh? Even if it means we'll be flying all day tomorrow? I've already outlined my plans, dear. Chartered my flight. Oh, it seems a shame, though. We could be having Thanksgiving dinner right here with the children. We should be having Thanksgiving Now, dinner. Ellen, that's pure sentimentality, and you know it. Not in the least. Our so-called children are nearly 30 and have children of their own. Mark? It'd be fun to celebrate together. Are you kidding me? It's utter chaos. 
Plus, we won't even be missed at the dinner table. Oh, I'd hate to believe that. At any rate, the conference is too important for me to miss on Friday. The airport is supposed to have my plane ready at 9 o'clock sharp. We'll have plenty of time to be on the ground at Denver well before dark. And what about the weather? The forecast could be better, but I'm keeping an eye on it. And what if things turn worse by tomorrow morning? A little snow doesn't bother me. We'll go anyway. Just like your beloved motto, make a plan, go through with it, no matter what the cost. Of course. Wait, are you mocking me, Ellen? No, not really, dear. But I wish you'd stop playing God in your life and mine and, and give God himself his proper place. Ellen, poor, gentle, simple, but charming little Ellen. Poor, gentle, simple... Because I believe in God? Because I'm a Christian? Honey, you didn't hear all of it. I also said charming. <laughs> How kind of you. Charming, but superstitious. So now you're calling my faith superstitious? <laughs> I often wonder... How you cling to these quaint, old-fashioned ideas of yours after more than 30 years as my wife. You mean as the wife of such a distinguished man of science, as the famous internist Dr. Mark Davis? Exactly. You think I should have outgrown such things as religion, the Bible, and faith in Christ? Truthfully, yes. Oh, I know you feel that way, so don't hold back. Ellen, it's, it's sentimental nonsense. Like celebrating Thanksgiving dinner with the children. It's not the dinner that's important. It's an occasion for thanking God for his blessings. I taught the children that when they were small, and now I hate to see them growing away from it. Thank God for his blessings? Ellen, where's the thanks I get? Mark! It's true. We both enjoyed a great many good things in our life. For which I thank God. For which were provided by me. I'm the one who worked hard to put myself through medical school. Come on, dear. I'm the one who went ahead while others were falling behind. I'm the one who established myself as a recognized authority. And I'm the one who's paid the bills for the things we've enjoyed together. And God deserves none of the credit? Ellen, you know I've never prayed a day in my life. And, and I have prayed constantly through all these years. <laughs> Talking to yourself. That's all it is. Just talking to yourself. It's more than that. At any rate, I'm going to spend some time at the office and pull together a few loose ends in the report I'm to give. On the way home, I may drop by the airport, check the twin engine, make sure she's ready to fly tomorrow, see what's on the weather radar. Well, I don't see why. If I were as sure of being God as you are, I'd just wave my hand or snap my fingers and say, let there be good flying weather. I'm sorry, Ellen. I didn't mean to be so rough with you and your beliefs. I don't think I'm God or can control the weather. Matter of fact, I don't believe there is any God who can control the weather or anything else. See you later, honey. Mark? Yeah? I'm praying to a God who can control not only the weather, but even you. Now, Lord, you know, I've prayed for Mark so many times before, and I'm not going to give up now. The promise still stands. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Father, I I've never prayed just this way before, but what Mark said at dinner about making a plan and going through with it, no matter what the cost, well, 
maybe I ought to feel the same way about heavenly things. So I'm praying now, Lord. Save my husband. Bring Mark to receive Christ, no matter the plan, no matter what the cost. Evening, Dr. Davis. Evening. My airplane all ready for tomorrow morning? Yes, sir. I wish I was as sure of the weather as I am of your airplane. Think it may try to cause trouble? Hmm. Hard to say for sure. The frontal situation over the mountains it hasn't moved for several hours now. Until it does move, you ought to be able to reach Denver without any trouble. On the other hand... If it does move, there may be a little difficulty. So what's it going to do? Move or stand still? Only God knows the answer to that one, Doctor. Thanks. See that the plane is out on the ramp and waiting for me at 9 in the morning. No matter what the weather does? No matter what. I intend to take off for Denver at 9. That night, before retiring, Mark Davis spent some time going over his notes for the report he planned to deliver at the medical conference in Denver on the Friday after Thanksgiving Day. His wife occupied the same time with prayer. Meanwhile, halfway across the country, the snow was starting to come down harder on the little sheep farm. Ed, you in here? Back here. I've had supper warming and waiting on the stove the last hour. Oh, I'm sorry, Faith. Every time I turn around, there's another six sheep to cut out and treat. What are you giving them? Shot of penicillin. Everyone that's sniffly or breathing a little, little too hard. Mm, think they're getting pneumonia? This cold, wet air's the perfect recipe for it. Imagine so. Why don't you come warm up and eat a bite, and then you can come back out? Well, your shepherd spy sounds like the perfect comfort food. It will be. Unless it's burned, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Say, uh, how's Peg? Jason said their car won't make it to town with all the snow, so he's fetching our pickup. Uh, wants to get her to town while he still can. Good idea with a high-risk pregnancy. It is. Hopefully our little grandbaby will be patient in coming. But you never know. Sure don't. Jason was three weeks early. <laughs> and you never made a faster trip to town. All the birth and lambs didn't prepare me for my own. Wow. Didn't take long for you two to get covered in snow. It's coming down hard now. You see Jason? He didn't make it back yet? I must have had some kind of trouble. Oh, and now the phone lines are down, so... Where'd you have the farm truck at? Out in the east pasture. Uh, I'll go. But the visibility... Well, I'll, I'll stay to the fence line. I'm sorry, Peg. The truck it won't start. How am I going to get to town? I, I don't know. I... Well, you think the hospital can send an ambulance? It'll be hard to start vehicles, and even harder to get through on these roads, Peg. If we get the car started, maybe we can... Well, the last thing we want is to get stranded, but I'm not sure what... Here, here, let's all sit for supper and try not to worry. Try not to worry? Mom, if the baby comes, if there are complications like the doctor feared... Working Peg up isn't going to help the situation. So let's all relax. We're stranded. 23 miles from town. 
12 miles from our nearest neighbor. As soon as it's daylight, I'll start walking. Walking where? The, the, the Robertsons. I mean, all of them drive me back here in their tractor, and, and we'll pick up Peg and get her to the hospital. I reckon that's all we can do. Not quite, Ed. What? You got another idea? We can pray. Ask God to have the baby wait until Peg can get to the hospital. We can ask him to give her an easy time. Well, why don't you just ask God to pick her up and transport her to the hospital right now? Ed, I can't believe you sometimes. Well, if, if he's so all-fired powerful to slow down babies and make things easy and, and, and make sick sheep well and give us rain and all the other crazy things you're always praying for, he certainly ought to be able to handle a little transportation job. I think he is able, Ed. But he may not take care of things in just the way you think he should. Can you think of a better idea? No, I can't. But he can, and that's all that really matters. Woman, for years I've put up with your praying and Bible reading and, and all the rest of it. But now we're faced with a real problem. Which is exactly why we should be praying. It's why we shouldn't be wasting our time on useless things. We need to be using our brains and figuring out a way to take care of Peg before the baby comes. Lord, you never promised things would be easy. But I do believe that you can take every evil, troublesome thing that happens and turn it to good. You turn the cross into a victory, Lord. And you can do the same thing here with our problems. Now I'm asking for help for Peg. This is their first child, Lord. You know how much help she needs. Somehow, Lord, some way, help us. And I'm asking for help with Ed, because I love him, and I want a husband who shares the faith and hope I have in you. Amen. Two households. 900 miles apart, sharing a common problem, and both being held up to God in prayer. Folks, we'll get back to the God-controlled approach in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois 60607. And now the conclusion of the God-controlled approach. Now let's return to the story we're calling The God-Controlled Approach. 
During the night that preceded Thanksgiving Day, a frontal system that had been stationary over the Rocky Mountains began to move down across the Plains states. As it did so, the results were apparent in a number of widely scattered places. Hourly weather sequences on the teletype circuits revealed the developing pattern of a late autumn storm system. Many people adjusted their plans to the conditions. Others, more resolute, more ignorant, or more stubborn, went ahead just as they planned. Well, so far so good. The weather's really quite nice. As you say, so far. I checked the weather again in Omaha while they were fueling the plane. Bad weather ahead? Could be. Snow at Cheyenne and Colorado Springs, but it seems to be scattered. I plan to go around any snow showers. Man proposes, God disposes. Hmm? Oh, nothing. Just, just quoting an old saying. <sighs> the Bible again? No, Mark. That's not from the Bible. Good. I was afraid you might want to hold a prayer meeting here in the airplane. There would be nothing wrong with that. Just now, there's a man on the ground I'd better be praying to. Excuse me. Dear Hyde Radio, this is Eagle Wing 3523 Foxtrot, over. 3523 Foxtrot, Dear Hyde Radio. Dear Hyde Radio, 15 miles north of Deer Hyde, destination Denver. Altitude 8,500. Quest current weather at Denver, over. Denver weather, uh, ceiling 3,500. Visibility 8 miles and blowing dust. Uh, surface wind southwest at 18. Altimeter, uh... 29.85, over. 2-3 Foxtrot, thank you. 2-3 Foxtrot, we, uh, we have a pilot report. Encountered heavy snow 80 miles east of Denver. Thank you, 2-3 Foxtrot, out. What does that mean? Nothing. Maybe. Well, what was that about a pilot report? Some people are like that. See a snowflake and think it's a big deal. Do you think we should go back to Omaha and wait? Wait? What for? I said we're going to Denver, and we are. I'm not going to let a little weather hold me up. Lord, I don't know what lies ahead, but you do, and I trust you. Now I'm putting this whole situation in your hands to work for the glory of your name. That didn't sound good. No, and it isn't good. Peg's having a terrible time. Is there anything I can do? I've helped with enough lambs over the years. And I've delivered as many as you have. No, Ed, this is far too complicated for either of us. Well, it's snowing again. Jason's not going to have an easy time getting over to the neighbors on foot. And when they do get here with the tractor, I'm afraid Peg won't be in any condition to be moved. What we need right now is a doctor, right here. Well, forget about it. That's impossible. Oh, that poor girl. Oh, Faith, I've never felt so helpless in my life. I mean, most things I can do something about, but this one has me licked. What, what are we going to do? I'm praying, Ed. That's what I'm doing. I don't think God wants Peg or the baby to die, and I believe he has the power to help. I'm praying. Well, I'm going outside and look for Jason. I can't stand it in here, not with that groaning and yelling. Well, that's what I mean. Maybe you can take it. I, I can't. 
Lord, I don't know how you can help, but I believe you can. The Bible says, with God, all things are possible. I believe it. And I'm just claiming that one, Lord, in your name. Amen. No matter which way I turn, more snow. Are you sure you know which way we're going? Of course I'm sure. I may not have an instrument rating, but at least I know enough to stay in the air and on a heading. Well, what's the next thing to do? Right now, if I could find a place to land, any place I'd do it. Any place where the snow isn't too deep. Trouble is, in these snow showers, we'll never see one. Hey, we're in the clear. Don't know how long this will last, but we're between showers. Mark! Mark, look! Down there! Where? Yeah! A bare ridge, and it looks smooth and long enough. And it heads right into the wind. And right over there is a ranch house! I told you I'd find something, Ellen. Right there is where we're going to land. What is... what is that? You hear that? Is that a plow? No, no, look. It's an airplane. Oh, my. It's circling. You think it's going to land in our night pasture? Bet he found a hole in the storm, saw our place. Well, we got enough troubles of our own, but why don't you go out there and see what you can do? I will. How's Peg? Worse, Ed. Much worse. That baby's not waiting. Now get out there. Those people in the airplane probably have some troubles, too. Can you tell me where we are? Mister, you landed that airplane of yours right in the middle of my night pasture. This is the Circle J Sheep Ranch. We're, we're 23 miles to the nearest town. I wonder, is there some way you could get me to town? You see, I'm due at a medical conference in Denver tomorrow morning, and I have to prepare... Wait, 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 wait. The medical conference? Wait, are you a doctor? I am. Now, would you mind? Mind? Mister, I, I mean doctor. Please, please, come on up to the house. We need you in the worst way. You may save a life. Maybe two. More coffee for you? Oh, thank you. I certainly admire your courage, Mrs. Davis, flying around the country that way. And I admire yours, living out here on an isolated ranch. Oh, I just trust in the Lord. He never fails. So you're a Christian? I am. <laughs> so am I. Isn't it wonderful the way the Lord has brought us together? It truly is. I've been praying my heart out. Asking God for help, and here you are. And I've been praying every blessed minute we've been up lost in that sky, in that snowstorm. Praise God for bringing you safely down and bringing us a doctor when we were desperate. <laughs> this is going to be the thankfulest Thanksgiving I've ever had in my life. The baby! Oh, are, they, are they all right? Yes. Both mother and son are doing just fine. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yes, praise God. Faith, you can go on in and see her. Thank you, Doctor. You are an answer to prayer. Eh? I'll, uh, I'll be right in. Well, Ellen, it looks as though we found someone who believes as you do. 
We didn't find her mark. Not any more than we found this place. This is all the work of God in direct answer to believing prayer. I'm well aware now that finding this place was the direct work of God. <laughs> There's no denying it, is there? No. God's hands are in this, and he answered your prayers and faiths. <laughs> I'm so glad you can see. That I've been a stubborn, pig-headed nincompoop. Emma, I'm sorry I've been so hard on you. I'm sorry I didn't understand how important all your prayers have been. I don't know how life would have ended up without your interceding for us all these years. You're a blessing, Elwin. And so is my wife, Faith. I've been exactly that kind of nincompoop, too, Doc, for a good many years. But I've seen what God can do, and I am convinced. I have seen with my own eyes what God can do. And I'm convinced. May I go tell your wife that? I guess so. She's prayed for it to happen long no. enough. Then that prayer has been answered, too. I'll go tell her. Oh, and anyway, I want to see that baby. Dr. Davis, I am probably the world's stubbornest man. But I know facts when I see them. I know when I'm helpless, and I know when I've been helped. Doc, why don't you medical people invent a medicine that would cure bullheadedness like mine? <laughs> well, Ed, I'll tell you. If they did, I'd have to be the first one to take it. You see, you are not the most stubborn man in the world. You couldn't be, because I am. <laughs> we could flip for it. <laughs> huh? Or... We could pray about it. Would you know how? Um, I'm not real sure, but I'm willing to try, though. Okay. Go ahead. Maybe after a minute or two, I'll get the hang of it. All right. I want to do two things. First, I want to receive Christ as my Savior. And then I just want to do a little uh, thanksgiving and thank God for what he's done for both of us. All right. All right. Well, here goes. <laughs> Lord, you never heard two more stubborn men, but now we're past that. Now we just want to believe in you, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, and to become better men. That's the story. It is fiction, but fiction with a point, to point up the truth. And our thanksgiving wish for you is that God will answer your prayers for those you love who do not yet know Christ as their Savior. For you, if you have not received Him, we pray that you will come to know Him as your Lord and Savior and receive the gift of eternal life for which He paid the price in full on the cross. To counsel with someone who is concerned about you, call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Oh, and about the title of our story? Pilots are often guided to safe landings by ground-controlled approach. We know only one better way to reach home safely. We call it, as we called our story, 
God-controlled approach. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the prize for this sweepstakes contest is another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is Psalm 51.10, which says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. This is a gorgeous little thing, especially if you're looking for daily inspiration from scripture. You will love this authentic wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or log and cut in such a way as to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for the picture. Now, unfortunately, folks, we are only able to mail this plaque to locations within the United States, so our drawing is limited to U.S. addresses. But if you reside in the U.S., all you have to do to enter our sweepstakes drawing is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. That's your name, phone number, and email. The winner of the sweepstakes for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced December 19th, but the deadline for entry is December 3rd. That's December 3rd as the deadline for entry. We look forward to hearing from you. And next time... Grab the cash and scram before the cops get here. (laughs) Thanks for nothing. He was a vicious criminal who spent years in prison and hurt people just because he could. Sir, I want to shake your hand. Then reach through the bars. Yes, sir. You're hurting me. I think you broke my wrist. You had to learn, kid. But then he underwent a profound transformation. (laughs) I'm turning into a nut. Crazy, that's what I am. Hello, mister. Won't you come in and sit down? What is this place? Pacific Garden Mission. Come on in. Recorded live at the KHCB's 60th anniversary celebration at Second Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. Invite others to hear about his amazing transformation. Another true dramatization from the files of Unshackled. Heard in this Thanksgiving Day classic, God-Controlled Approach, were Howard Friedland, Connie Foster, Cynthia Judge, Brad Armacost, and Michael Walner. Original music, Don Badorf. Sound effects, Martin Robinson. Recording engineer, David Pierczynski. Audio engineer, Michael Kahn. Recording director, Michael Walner. Script, Jack O'Dell and Kylie Hammond. 
That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ.